Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 99. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is five tips for maximizing your fourth quarter sales and how to take advantage of all of that extra traffic and the revenue that you could potentially be earning. And I really wanted to dive into this because a lot of people are either just starting, they have a product that's just starting to sell, or maybe they're planning on launching. This is also another good time to uh, to start that process. Now, for those of you that don't know, I started selling October 22nd, 2014. So as of right now that I'm recording this, not even a full year yet, and uh, I'm really excited for fourth quarter because I had a pretty okay fourth quarter last year when I launched because I launched dur- during the fourth quarter. So... Uh, I'm really, really excited about that, and I wanted to share some tips that I've learned, but also that I'm going to be doing uh, looking into this uh, this fourth quarter, okay? So before we do dive into that, first off, I wanted to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I know you guys have a lot of options out there with podcasts, and you guys sitting down listening to me, uh, whether you're on a plane, on a run, in the car, wherever, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, well, a lot of you have already showed how much you enjoy the show because of the downloads that I receive. And and I did want to say this here. I haven't even announced it yet, but uh, we hit a million downloads about about three weeks ago. So that's a pretty, pretty good feat there. And I wanted to, uh, again, thank everyone that has been listening, that has been sharing. And uh, I just really, really do appreciate it. And it keeps me fired up. It keeps me pumped up and excited to keep bringing these episodes to you through the podcast. Now, we're almost at the 100th episode. I've got something pretty cool planned. And uh, yeah, you're going to want to definitely pay attention and listen to that one. All right. So Now, before we dive in, a couple things I wanted to mention here real quick. First off, if you are brand new and you haven't attended one of my live workshops, I would like to invite you to that. If you're interested and you wanted to check out the next upcoming date, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Would love to have you come hang out. Now, if you've already attended one of these, You can come back and hang out again. I've had people that come back four or five times just because they want to hang out and they also want to go through the process and kind of, again, they usually pick up things, but also they like to hang out and listen to the live Q&A at the end. So we'd love to have you come back if you've already attended one as well. All right. The other thing is real quick, and this is is really, I guess, uh, related to what we're going to talk about today, and that's why I really wanted to highlight this. This was a iTunes review that recently came in, and it's actually really fitting for today's topic, and this is what it said. Uh, It was by Roz, and it says, can't wait to get started. Five stars. Thank you, Scott, for the amazing podcast. I have been listening for several weeks now and cannot wait to get started with private labeling. My wife has been doing the retail arbitrage side of things for about a month now, and our plan is to use the revenue from fourth quarter sales to start private labeling the beginning of next year. I can already see the potential of the Amazon platform and believe that using the steps you outline in your podcast, we will be able to make a successful business on Amazon. I I appreciate all the effort you have put into this podcast and hope you will continue far into the future, Adam. So Adam, thank you so much for uh, for writing that. And also, like I said, I wanted to share that because we're going to be talking about why it is a good time to start right now, especially leading into the fourth quarter sales, whether it's to generate some revenue to start your private label business or if it's to take your current business to the next level and really build out your account, your seller's account, your Amazon business, all right? And let me just kind of go back a little bit. For for those of you that don't know my story or maybe you have heard my story, but let me just kind of give you a little quick little snapshot of this, right? So September 2014, I didn't even have a product listed 
and I was just starting to get into the research stage, probably right around first week in September. And then from there, by the time I picked my product, got it sourced, got it launched, it was October 22nd is when I recorded my first sale. So that was right about what we're talking about right now. Like whenever you're listening to this, and if you're listening to this when this episode comes out, well, it's going to be around the second week in September. So it's a little bit further ahead than I was, but it's kind of the same idea, okay, that you're you're just starting or if you already currently have a product or maybe you're going to roll out a second product, whatever it is, there is going to be extra traffic and extra people there, which means extra credit cards on file because that's what every person on Amazon has in common, right? All right, but at this point in time, last year, I didn't even have my product up and listed yet, all right? But I took action, I went ahead, I went through everything that I've documented through this podcast and launched the product, went through the initial launch phase, and uh, and then from there, you know, built it over the course of, you know, the past year. And then now, we're approaching the fourth quarter, now I have to plan I have a little bit of sales from last year, but nothing like I'm going to have this year I'm, I'm kind of planning on because, you know, my my account is built out now. I've spent a whole year almost building out the account, uh, you know, working on, uh, you know, getting myself ranked for more keywords, and I know more now, right? I've learned throughout this process. So that's what these five tips are going to be is really me kind of like zooming out and looking at what I went through this past year, all right? So... First off, I want to say, though, if you do not have a product yet, it's okay. You know, there's two things that you can do. You can start with doing retail arbitrage to build up some cash. I mean, that's exactly what, uh, you know, what uh, Adam had just said in that uh, in that that uh, review or feedback that he just left on iTunes. So that there was, there's one way that you could do this. If you're right now wanting to get into this, but you don't have the capital, well, you could start doing retail ARB. And right now is a great time because the holiday season is approaching. That's fourth quarter. And there is going to be a lot of sales being generated through Amazon. So that's another great thing to highlight here. There's really no excuse to not get started, right? Because there's ways that you can do it without even having to put a lot of money in the game. It's going to be a little bit of a slower process, but you can still do it, all right? So if you don't have a product yet, it's okay. If you do have a product, you're one step further ahead and you're going to be starting to think about this fourth quarter as how you can really leverage all of, you know, all of the traffic, all of the extra revenue, all right? So let's start with number one. Number one tip here is plan for inventory. Now, whether this is retail arbitrage, or if it's private label, it doesn't matter. You want to plan inventory. You want to get inventory into, you know, you want to get it sent into Amazon FBA. You want that to be shipped in, or at least you want to know you have the the uh, ability to send in, in inventory. So what you might want to do, and I've already done this, where I've stockpiled about 2,000 units of my one main product, I've stocked that in my garage neatly, by the way, and uh, and I, I put it into one spot where now when I'm ready, I've got that little buffer there that if I get hung up and my my next shipment is going to come in late, at least I won't run out of, out of inventory. Now this doesn't this doesn't usually happen, you know. I guess when you're first starting, and it didn't happen for me. I didn't have a stockpile of 2,000 units because I didn't have the capital that I wanted to put up for that. I mean, I had the capital, but I didn't want to invest all of that up front. So that's the first thing that you need to um, consider is the inventory, okay? Now, the other thing you can do here, if you have any histories, you can look at past sales, all right? Then you can kind of plan your inventory. Now, if you don't have past sales, well, then you can go to uh, free software tools like Google Trends, 
look at Google Trends and see what kind of spikes were done through the fourth quarter. And then you can see if there's going to be, you know, a peak or if there's going to be a trend upwards for the fourth quarter. The other great tool to use, a free tool, is camelcamelcamel.com. I know, funny name, right? But it basically means that. It's going to show you the ups and the downs uh, for, uh, it's going to show you the sales, actually not, not the sales themselves, but the sale price. And it's going to give you the BSR, the best seller rank. The best seller rank, if you're in a certain market and you know what that BSR means, well, then you can use that to gauge how many units potentially were selling through that fourth quarter by looking at your competitors, okay? That's how you can do it. Or you can just go back to your own and kind of see that. Or you can go into your seller's account and look at your past sales. But if you don't have that and you're going into this brand new and you don't even have any history of your own, you can go in and see what your competitors have done in the past, and you can look at that through camelcamelcamel.com, all right? So that is number one, plan inventory, look at past sales. If they aren't your sales, try to look at your competitor's sales using tools uh, like camelcamelcamel.com or Google Trends, which which will show you the traffic generated through that fourth quarter, all right? So that's number one. Number two, Amazon PPC, and that's basically pay-per-click for those of you that don't know that, okay, if you're brand new, but Amazon pay-per-click is so powerful for number one, getting sales, it's also great for ranking for keywords, okay, but the one thing that I I see a lot of businesses uh, fail to do is they fail to continue the Amazon pay-per-click. They may start it, but then once that fourth quarter comes around or any peak in their market, they'll stop running it because they're like, oh, this is great. I got all this organic sales. I'm gonna stop uh, you know, using uh, pay-per-click because I don't wanna spend you know, 50 or 100 bucks a day on ad spend when I'm making it over here organically without needing to spend. And to me, I don't do it that way. I look at it like I want to continually add those additional sales that I wouldn't have had if I didn't do Amazon pay-per-click, even if I'm breaking even on those or even just making a little bit of a profit because what that's going to help me do is rank for keywords. So let's talk about that real quick because some of you still don't get that part of it and it's okay. You know, it takes sometimes a little bit of time to really let it sink in, but if you understand this, you will totally, totally be able to continually grow uh, throughout the entire year and start ranking for all of these different miscellaneous keywords. Because a lot of people will rank for their main keywords. Let's say you have five keywords to rank for. Well, that's great and all, but you could be ranking for 500 or 1,000 of all of these loose keywords, all of these miscellaneous keywords that you normally wouldn't have went after. All right, now if you guys have not watched or listened to my Amazon pay-per-click podcast episode, I shouldn't have said watched, if you didn't see, well, you can view the PDF that I put together, and you can find that at theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, and what that really is is three campaigns that I start usually every time I launch a product or if I want to get some data and start seeing what keywords um, I want to rank for. So you definitely want to check that one out if you haven't seen that one already. So ranking for keywords, let's just talk about that real quick. Ranking for keywords is the ultimate. We want to rank for keywords. That's how you are going to be found inside of the Amazon platform. Well, when you have all of this new traffic coming in or all of the traffic that left and now is coming back because it's fourth quarter, you want to rank for as many keywords as you humanly possibly can, you know, can rank for because 
there's a ton of more people there, right? There's a ton of people. So you want to rank for all of these keywords, not just the five. I mean, why would you want to leave that money on the table? That's the way I look at it. And then you can also start to look at the data and you can start to maybe discover other keywords that you normally wouldn't have found because you didn't have all of that traffic. All right. I mean, I can sit here and talk about this uh, for another 60 minutes, um, but I'm not going to. But the number two tip here is using Amazon pay-per-click even in the fourth quarter and don't stop. You know, continually drive sales through these keywords because they're going to help you ultimately rank for all of these additional keywords. All right. So that's number two. Number three, insert cards. A lot of people still aren't using insert cards or they're confused. They don't know what the terms of service really is. This is what I do. Again, I'm going to say this is what I do. This isn't not necessarily what you want to do, but it's what I do. All right. You got to use your own judgment on this because there's all different ways you can kind of interpretate this, you know, you know, the, the terms of service, right? But here's how I look at it, right? If I buy something from a major brand, right? And let's say I buy something from Sony and I get that product in, in the mail, it's going to have an insert card in there asking me to register the product. So the way that I go about doing this is I do the same thing. I have an insert card there that says, thanks for your recent purchase. We want to make sure that you are totally 100% happy. If you're not, contact us at this email address. You know, that's one way that you can kind of show that you're wanting to make sure that their experience is great. And then from there, you can say on the other side of the card, it can say something like, you know, uh, visit, you know, xyz.com to register your product for your warranty, plus receive additional help videos and guides. You know, visit website today to register your product. That's basically it. Nothing fancy, nothing spammy. All you're doing is saying if you want to register your product for the warranty, you need to enter your email address at this at this address. And while doing that, you're also going to be on our on our VIP list for getting additional resources and videos and help guides and all of that stuff. So this way here, you could use the product um, more efficiently. Uh, you know, you can learn tips on how to make it a better experience when you're using this. Amazon wants to make sure that number one, you're not taking people off of their platform and directing them to your e-commerce store. That's basically what they're saying. That's at least how I, I uh, you know, interpreted that particular terms of service in there, okay? They don't want you to, to interrupt or intercept a sale, right? But if you're taking them from there and just having them register and then you're not taking them and sending them over to an e-commerce store where you sell additional stuff, that could be a little bit of a gray area. I'm not doing that. All I'm doing is trying to collect that email address so I have it. So this way here, if something ever did happen with my Amazon account, I would have a customer list of emails, okay? And if I ever launch another product, I can contact those people, and I can say, hey, we just rolled out a brand new product, which is similar to your garlic press that you bought in the past. It's now, this is going to be a potato peeler. Well, we're going to give away 50 to the first, uh, you know, people that respond or whatever. And this would be done in an email. You know, email us at this address if you would like to receive your, you know, potato peeler, which retails for $29.95, if you would like to receive it for $2.95. You know, the first 50 people that email will get this offer. That's it, right? I mean, we already know that they're interested because they bought a garlic press from us and they're gonna buy that product through Amazon. We're gonna give them a coupon code that is an Amazon uh, coupon code. 
Amazon, in my belief, would love that. You're, you're driving traffic back to their site. And once they get to their site, they know that they're going to convert them not just on that sale, but other sales because they might have stuff in their shopping cart. They, they might have already been there for the day and now they're going to come and check out finally. So I, I look at it as like a common sense thing. I, I'm a big believer in common sense and some people just don't have it. I'm sorry. Uh, but um, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not the smartest guy out there, but I do have some pretty good common sense and I do trust my gut and I, I think about it logically. And to me, that doesn't seem as though I would be doing anything but helping Amazon. All right. So that's number three, insert cards, especially, especially when we have this, this large amount of traffic, right? You want to capitalize on that traffic. I'm going to give you a quick little story here. My wife and I, some of you may or may not know, we owned a photography studio, okay? A brick and mortar photography studio. We ran that for over almost 10 years and uh, and it was very successful. Every single fourth quarter, we would get a huge amount, probably 55 to 60% of our sales came from that fourth quarter because people were bringing in their children and they wanted family uh, photos of their family for their Christmas card, okay? For their holiday card, right? So... Now, what we would do, we would have people come in and they would they would want us to print them cards. And the cards would be going being mailed out to 100 people or 200 people. We used to have some customers that would do 400 cards, which was crazy, right? Well, on each one of those cards, what do you think that we did? We literally labeled on the back of that card our business, our phone number, our website, and a copyright. That's what we did on every single one. Now, what were those people doing with that card once they got it? They paid that for, you know, they paid for that card. They we charged them. It was back then, I think we were charging about $1.50 to $2 a card, right? So they were buying the card, they were putting it in an envelope, putting a stamp on it, mailing it to people in their family that a lot of them probably had children or were getting married or, you know, whatever, might need photography, and they're gonna see their pictures. And then they're going to look at the, on the back of the card and they are going to see our, you know, our name, our, our business name and our, and our contact information. So basically we were using those or that, that busy time. We were using those cards that we knew we were going to get mailed out. We, we knew that we were going to get into people's homes. So the same thing works here. Amazon right now, fourth quarter is going to be huge, right? It's going to be huge. Cyber Monday, all of those, right? All of them are going to be even extra bonuses, but just regular everyday traffic fourth quarter is going to be high. But you're also going to have a couple spikes when you have Black Friday, when you have Cyber Monday. And I think Amazon's even going to have one of their own special days. It hasn't been officially, I don't think, announced yet, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be. Um, The rumor has it. But I'm just saying, you know, with all of this extra traffic, you should be taking advantage of things like insert cards, trying to collect email addresses, you know, giving them future code sales or sale codes or codes for sales, (laughs) you know, so you might also want to put something as an insert in there, you know, buy, you know, $20 worth, get a $5 coupon or a coupon or five, $5 off coupon code here when you purchase $20 or more, or pick anything from, you know, our suite of products and get $5 off when you buy any one before a certain date and then put, you know, put a code in there. You see what I'm saying? Like, so we're thinking outside the box. We're trying to capitalize on all of this traffic. And then from there, once we do that, it's also going to spike more sales that we might not have are that we might not have gotten through just standard everyday traffic. You see, we're trying to just get as much as humanly possible and build our database of emails through these, uh, you know, through these sales. So we're trying to capitalize all the way around. 
Okay, so that's number three. Insert cards, huge. Collecting emails to increase future sales with codes. All right, so that's number three. Number four, create promotions in your listings so you can cross-promote. Now, this will only work if you have two or more products. If you have one product, you won't be able to really do this other than if you do something like buy three, get one for a discount or, you know, buy two. Uh, and get a, you know, if you use this code and you, you buy two or more, you'll get $5 off, something like that. So you could do that uh, inside of your listing. You can put it in a bullet point if you wanted to, your description. Um, you can put that stuff in there. So this way here, it's visible. Now, a little bit of a gray area there. If you can put that in your bullets, some say yes, some say no. Use your discretion on that. Um, I've seen other people too put it in an image, but not the main image. It would be in a in a follow up image, you know, below. Uh, maybe the fifth, sixth image could be there. Um, you can also, though, definitely use the promotions tab or the promotions um, option inside your seller's account where you can create that promotion and it'll show up. It'll actually feed itself into your listing and it'll populate in the promotions field down below near the description. So that's another way to do it. You should be doing this regardless. If you only sell one product, but yet you think someone would buy two or three of those or maybe one for a gift or whatever, you should put that in there just to have it there. And if you pick up an extra five sales, well, hey, you picked up an extra five sales, right? You might've picked up an extra review because of that one sale, right? So you gotta be thinking about all of this stuff, getting ready, planning, not just for inventory, but how to really optimize everything within your listing, whether you're just starting or if you're you're coming up to your first year, second year, third year, you really wanna take advantage of this. Take the time to do this. All right, so that's number four, create promotions in your listings. So this way here, you can cross promote other products or just create a bigger order through that one product. All right, number five is optimize your listing. And what I mean by this, this is a great time because you have so much traffic to test certain things. Test your price, test your images, test your title, test your bullet points, your description, Test your pay-per-click, all of that stuff. Why? Because we've got so much traffic that you can test something for one day and then you can get some results. Now, I normally only want to test one thing at a time and I usually like to let it go for at least five to seven days. Usually seven days because that way you get a full week. Um, but if you're testing something really quickly with, like, with an image, you might be able to tell that like within a couple of days, right? You're going to be able to maybe see that, um, but... It's best if you can test one thing at a time and give it, you know, six to seven days, uh, you know, this way here, you get a good, good run throughout a full week, all right? But that's a perfect time to do it is when you have all this traffic, so testing those certain things, and uh, and then that way there, you're able to really capitalize on that. Now, I've got a sixth one here, which I didn't, I didn't put in there as the five tips for maximizing your fourth quarter sales, but the sixth one here, a little bonus tip, is you definitely want to be taking advantage of your email follow-up. You want to be following up with your customers to get feedback and to get reviews, okay? When you have more sales coming through, that means you're gonna be able to send out more emails to these new customers that is also going to allow you to start building up your feedback and to start building up your reviews per product. Now, I know some people are like, well, I don't really care about my feedback. I'm telling you right now, 
as we grow here, as Amazon grows, as more people start coming on the scene, I believe, this is my opinion, I believe it's going to be more and more important to have a really well-rounded but also a a well-seasoned seller's account. And how you do that is by having seller feedback, positive, of course. Um, So this way here, Amazon is going to use that seller feedback as a gauge to how good of a seller you are. And also it might even come into effect with where they're gonna rank you differently than someone that's brand new or someone that might have a hundred feedback score and you've got you know a thousand, right? So using this time to get more feedback, to get more reviews. Now the reviews come in handy, right? When we wanna convert. So here, perfect example. Let's say that uh, you're converting right now at 10%. You have 100 people that visit your your listing and you convert them. You convert 10%, so that's 10 sales. If you can bump up that conversion by by just 2%, you're going to add two more sales out of that same 100. So the way that you can do that is by bumping up the the review count, right? We all know that, that usually more reviews to a certain extent, but usually in the beginning, especially when you get more reviews, closing the gap between you and your competitors, it's going to give you a little bit of a bump in your conversion rate. And when you can bump it, even just one or two or 3%, that adds up. I'm saying only a hundred visitors, right? You might be able to get 500 visitors. Well, now you just five times that, right? So instead of getting, you know, three per hundred, you're getting 15 extra sales per day. Because you did, you know, you went through and you did this whole process of getting feedback, getting reviews, okay? So by, by being able to, uh, to receive more reviews will most likely, not guaranteed, but most likely increase your conversion rate, which then will also increase your sales amount. And then what happens when you get more sales? Well, Amazon knows this, right? They recognize this and then they bump you up in your keywords that you're ranking for, right? So it, it all kind of just works together. If you guys could see me, I'm like twirling my hands. I'm like, I'm doing a circle. It really just cycles around and around by you driving, you know, traffic. It, start, it starts with traffic. You got to get in front of the traffic, whether it's pay-per-click, whether it's organic, you got to get in front of the traffic, but then you got to convert that traffic to a sale. Then from that sale, you want to get a review of some kind to help convert higher when you get more traffic. And that's as simple as it gets, all right? So that's a little bonus tip there for you. And I had a little note here too, just to remind you that it's going to become even more important to build a strong seller's account with new sellers coming on the scene. And I kind of just said that, but I wanted to reiterate that again because it is going to be very, very important to focus on building a really solid foundation. And that is usually with seller feedback and just having a really uh, good account that is well-respected by Amazon. Cause that's really, we're playing in their, in their, uh, you know, their sandbox, you know, so we have to conform to them and we have to play by their rules and we want to look as though we're a, you know, we're a legit business that's doing, you know, doing really well with our customers, meaning that we're taking care of our customers, they're happy, and seller feedback allows uh, them to know that, all right? So let's just do a little recap here, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this up, all right? So five tips for maximizing your fourth quarter sales and really capitalizing on the bump in traffic, all right? So one, plan inventory, looking at your past sales or other people's past sales, looking at Google Trends, looking at uh, camelcamelcamel.com and looking at the BSR from the past year or the past time of year, uh, and then also looking at the sales price to see if it's went up or down, looking at all that stuff, that's the first tip. The second tip, 
using Amazon pay-per-click to look at, again, data, but also don't stop because you're getting more traffic. If anything, it's a great time to test more campaigns, to broaden your keyword rank, okay? It's going to allow you to rank for more keywords, and that's what you want because once fourth quarter's over, you would still be able to rank for these other keywords that might just be ones that you get a sale every now and then. It's okay. You wouldn't have gotten them if you didn't do that, okay? Three, insert cards, collecting email addresses to increase future sales with codes, all right, so insert cards are a huge thing that I think you should be taking advantage of. Again, thinking back to my photography business, you guys heard the story, you know, taking advantage of being able to reach other people through other forms of, you know, whether it's email, whether it's mail, any of that stuff, and by you collecting an email address is going to give you leverage down the road. It's also going to increase sales right then and there. Four, create promotions in your listing, cross-promote or Increase the size of the order by running a promotion, okay? Use a code on Amazon that gives them $5 off if they buy three or more, something like that. Five, optimize your listing. Use the traffic to test price, test images, titles, bullets, descriptions, all of that stuff. And the bonus that I just gave you, the number six one, is use email follow-up to build your seller feedback and your reviews. So this way here, you can strengthen your brand, but you can also increase the conversion rate on your products. And then from there, it's going to obviously give you more revenue, but also give you more ranking uh, through these keywords. All right. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. The five tips for maximizing your fourth quarter sales. Take advantage of this time guys. And you know what, if you're listening to this and it's not fourth quarter, these things still apply. These are the things that you should be considering and thinking about all year, year long. But right now, if you're entering the fourth quarter or in the fourth quarter, they're even more important. All right. So I just wanted to stress that. And I really wanted, that's why I wanted to do that one now or this, this episode now, because I really think it's really, really important. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I recommend. That's what I'm going to be doing. And I think you should as well. Um, one thing I want to mention here again, before we do head out, I uh, wanted to remind you that I am doing a live workshop. Uh, you can go register for that at the amazing forward slash workshop. And it's totally free live. I do, uh, usually a 45 to a 60 minute uh, session where I actually teach the five phases to uh, picking a product, to sourcing, to launching, all of that good stuff. And I also do live Q&A at the end. So I would love to have you attend that. And lastly, I just want to thank you for being a listener. I really do appreciate it. I love all of the feedback and the and the reviews you guys have left on iTunes. If you have not left an iTunes review, I would love it if you would do that. You can do that by just going to iTunes, uh, finding the podcast, either subscribing if you haven't already subscribed, and then just leaving your honest feedback or review. It works just like Amazon, you know, when you get those reviews and feedback, iTunes, they, they see that and uh, they actually rank you differently by those feedback and reviews. And it motivates me because I read them every single week and it motivates me and inspires me to want to continue this show. So I would really, really love it if you would do that and take like five minutes to do it. Less than that. It would take probably two minutes. All right. So that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. I believe in you. I know that you can make this happen, but you have to, you have to do what? Come on, say it with me. Say it with me. Come on take action. All right. Have an amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode.